Hi, I'm Julie. And I'm Jason. And this is The Otis Way. A podcast about parenting, homeschooling, and everything in between. Done. The Otis Way. Hi, everyone. Hi, guys. Welcome back. This is our second episode of The Otis Way. And we are so excited that you're here with us. (laughs) Yeah, just a little bit. A little bit. We're getting this figured out. This is episode two, and we've got uh, a subject that we really we're excited about. We want to. It's it's kind of the foundation of what you need in order to homeschool your children. Um, and that is well. So we use Thomas Jefferson education a lot, or leadership education. Mm-hmm. And, and we're kind of. Eclectic. We kind of pull mm. from a couple different types of homeschooling, right. but Thomas Jefferson education is one that we have really enjoyed. It has some real foundational stuff that we come back to a lot. Right. And one of the subjects, um, they call it in their program, you, not them. That's correct. And oh, what does that mean exactly, Julie? Why don't you explain that a little bit? So you, not them basically means that in education, your focus needs to be on you, not your children. Okay. <laughs> now that sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the way I'm saying it, I mean, it does sound no. like, what? <laughs> yeah, well, and, and it's interesting because when I talk to other people about homeschooling, they will often say things like, no, I could never do that. No, I just, I, I wouldn't have any idea how to do, you know, teach mm-hmm. my kids. You know, I just don't have the education for that. And it's true. I think that most people don't. And we don't necessarily <laughs> even. Um, and it's something that we need to have right. in order to in order to do this. I don't think every person that is going to homeschool needs to be an expert. In fact, I don't think anybody needs to be an expert, especially in all areas. But I think with you, not them, you can see it when people say, I could never do that. Mm-hmm. It's not about the child. It's about the parent and right. the ability of the parent that is really the focus in homeschooling. And that's the question. Are you sure you can do that? Are you sure you shouldn't send your kids back to school? It's not about your kids and what your kids may or may not be able to learn. It's about your ability and your knowledge base and what you can do for your kids. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, thinking back to my own schooling, public school, um, I know that I didn't get a really good education from that and even going to college and things like that you know I was thinking about I was reading a couple articles and 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 really thinking about what I know even just about like one subject American history Mm -hmm. you know what do I know about uh the declaration of independence about any of these these leaders from back in the day um George Washington John Locke I mean whoa the, the Magna Carta going back to that um, mm-hmm. all these things I I really could not speak with any kind of uh, authority on anything like that right. right and I think there's a lot there's a lot of subjects like that where I just I wouldn't know and so as we are deciding to teach our kids ourselves we need to be able 
to give them a foundation on these things. And so as we're going along, we're going to have to be reading books. We're going to have to be finding this information. It's going to have to start with us and, uh, you know, as mentors. Because that's another big tenet of, of Thomas Jefferson education, right? Mm-hmm. Having mentors, having good mentors for your kids. And the number one mentors being the parents. If, if, you're, if you're homeschooling or if your kids are, you know, in public school or, or you know, uh, private school, whatever it is. Right. And parents are, obviously, they sh- it should be obvious that they're the main mentors. I think most of the time with public school education, children know that they are studying the material so that they can pass the test. And as most adults, you can ask a question and they're not going to know the answer to the question. That a third grader, I mean, there, isn't that a game show? Like... <laughs> ask that, a third grader or ask a like third that. grader or and they pit adults against third, third graders grader? something like that <laughs> yeah. and most of the time they can't they don't know yeah. but here you can see that a third grader knows something that an adult doesn't and i think that that's important because children see that children see hmm. oh i don't need this information once i'm older how do my parents use this how do my teachers use this how does anybody in my life remember or know any of this information once they're outside of school is this information actually valuable and the answer most of the time is no it's not because parents aren't using it once they get older teachers aren't using it once they get older and they see the only reason I need to know this information is because I need to pass the test and I think that's very much indicative of my own school schooling um, experience was just I passed the test and I was a really good student I remember lots of things and I studied very hard and I enjoyed school I enjoyed it so much mm-hmm. yet good. so much of my knowledge is is not there as I study history it's or math or... in one ear and out the other right. in one test <laughs> and then gone right. you know because uh, really where you know kids get really good at studying for tests and um they're studying for that test they're not they're not studying to like really know these things or really absorb it into themselves and, mm-hmm. and to apply that to the, you know their their life in the future they just know they need to pass this class they need to get this test done and so once that test is done they're not thinking about that anymore they're yeah. they're past that it's gone right. um and that's just you know, if, if that's just human nature, I think that's that's how right. we all kind of work. So as an adult, I think we need to know now, think, okay, is this important? Is this actually important for me to know? And if it is, why? And if it's not, why not? Yeah. I think that's questions we need to ask ourselves. Is this math actually important for me to know? And honestly, I think it is. Even the higher level maths, I think they're very important for adults to know. Oh, yeah. Because it's... I mean, that's kind of a side subject, but math itself, just one subject, knowing math and higher level math teaches you how to think, how to think in these rational ways. And there's so much more that I could go into about math on its yeah. own. But it's a good example right? because I think a lot of people... Uh, higher level math, like, right, yeah. that's one that a lot of people think, 
Well, you're never going to need that yeah, again. I'm not, I'm not going to use that when I'm and, an adult or whatever. Right. And, and it's, it can be true, but, you know, just because you don't have to use math, you know, in your average daily life doesn't mean that your life wouldn't be better if you did know all these maths and, and, you know, the, you know, I don't know, uh, expansion of your mind and your right. brain from, right. from having that knowledge. Um, so a, again, that's a side subject, but, uh, you know, one thing that we have talked about a lot is that you can't push someone to be inspired. And so how do you inspire your children to want to learn these subjects? Because right. again, it's, it's the you, not them mentality. Um, in order to inspire our children, we need to be inspired ourselves. Right. It needs to start with us. Right. And they need to see us uh, interested in these subjects. So in the, in the example of math, you know, we actually need to be seen by our children doing math, whatever that might be. If mm-hmm. you know, or maybe we enjoy doing worksheets, you know, math math problems or whatever. Maybe we were reading a, a book about math, uh, you know, whatever it is, because our kids are, you know, constantly asking us, "What are you doing? Hey, hey, what's that? What is, what is that? You know, what are you what are you looking at? And that kind of thing." And you know, it's. I think it's important to to be like, hold on. You know, I'm 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 busy reading this. Can you just give me a few minutes? But then to always say, hey, come over here and and check this out. Look what look at what I'm reading or right. what I'm learning. You're here. taking them on the journey with you. Yeah. And I think part of inspiration is honestly them just seeing it. I mean, there is that piece where you're bringing them with you, and that's that's an important integral part. But I read about this preschool where they had all these little preschoolers and they invited this woman to come in once a week who was um, made sculptures out of clay. And they just invited her in and she was not to teach the children. She was not to teach the children anything about making clay sculptures. Instead, she was just supposed to make her sculptures in the classroom. Mm. So she just did her thing in the back. She just went to town making her stuff, having fun with her, like, you know, thinking about things and making it out and drawing up her plans. And she just came in once a week and made her stuff while in the classroom. And they said that the amount of clay that they went through that year with the students was just incredibly high. And the students every day were pulling out the clay and they were making things of their own and they were drawing up plans and they were discussing it with the other students. And it was just because they saw someone loving something. There was no teaching. It was just they were inspired. I don't think this always works exactly like that. Like with math, you can't just keep showing them the math book but never help them show them how how to make do the math right right <laughs> i mean and maybe they'll just pick up the book and figure it out on right. their own but no because well i mean you're gonna have to teach them something i mean you're gonna have to directly get in there and, and show them how to do math at some point but the idea is 
that they're interested and they're asking you to. Yes, right. Their their heart is in it first, I think. I'm having a hard time with this problem. Can you please go and help me, you know? And we'll say, yeah. And hopefully we know how to do it. All right. And if not, that's okay. I don't think you have to be the expert. No, because we can look it up. Right. And you can find resources to help and you can find books. And this is something, um, there's another homeschool philosophy, which I really enjoy, called the well-educated heart. Mm -hmm. And it talks about the importance of reaching your child's heart first, and then your child's mind will follow. And it has a lot of ways that you can reach your child's heart, but I believe your child being inspired is reaching their heart first. They're feeling it. They're feeling excited first, and then their brain makes the connection with their heart. You can't drag someone into it with their brain and I mean eventually maybe they'll feel inspired (laughs) but you can't just like here memorize all this stuff and in two years you're gonna really enjoy it you know by the time two years hits they hate it so much that they refuse to be inspired despite the fact that they could be well I think that's a big uh, factor in school nowadays is you know all of our kids know that, you know, I'm thinking of myself here, um, kids know that they have to go to school. Mm-hmm. They're expected to. They, they have to pass their tests. You know, if they don't go, they're going to they're gonna be in trouble. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, I, th- I don't know what the percentage of, of you know, s- students is that actually like school or, or not, but I, th- I think a, a large portion of kids just don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's hard to inspire them. And there are teachers that do a great job at this. Yeah, There are yeah. teachers. I can remember a couple examples that, you know, I loved that class and I wanted to be in that class and learn everything yep. that that teacher had to, had to give me. But it's hard. It's it's tough, um, and you know that that inspiration is just so 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 important. It's 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 a hard thing to get. Yeah, for sure. And um, what I've been thinking about as I was this is really funny, but I was looking this up online. You not them, and I typed it into Google, thinking I want to read some other sources on you not them, and everything that pulled up for me was about focusing on yourself and basically not your significant other (laughs) was it and I thought how universal is this principle do you know it's not just inspiring your children by being inspiring but how many times have you heard that you can't change them once you're married you can't change them once you're married and it's not just your spouse it's everyone you can't force anyone else to change and with children it's easier because there is this level of I'm in charge and you're the child so actually I can force you to do this mm-hmm. but the older they get the harder that is going to be to control once they get to be teenagers right and then there's yeah. a lot of rebelling like I don't want to be forced anymore right. and then so I just think this is a really universal truth this you not them and I see that you know, you can't force your husband to take out the garbage. You can't <laughs> force your wife to do whatever it is. But you can be inspiring. And how you're going to be inspiring about the garbage, I'm really not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I've heard lots of ideas, right? Like, 
you know, positive reinforcement and <laughs> like what well, you know, and that's that's the trick too with kids. I mean, how do you how do you be inspirational and uh, you know such about math? Right. You or know? or if how you about... if you don't have that right. like that inspiration in yourself that exactly. you want your kids to have. And stuff. I think that too about um, like hard work. I mean, I think that's an, a very valuable lesson that your children need to learn. Yeah. And you can't just force your child to do work and expect them to be inspired about working. But you can say, I'm going to turn on this music and for the next 20 minutes we are going to dance clean together. And you can dance with them and you can party with them and you can clean with them. Mm. And they are happy and they are working and they are inspired, but they are also learning, you know, like, how to work mm-hmm. they're learning that work ethic with the love that comes right. from they're having fun doing it right yeah absolutely it doesn't always work <laughs> no, it so it just depends on you know sometimes the mood of the kids but it it, it works very well in those situations and then it's i think it's important to find you know that sort of thing that you mm-hmm. can apply to any any given subject I think of, you know, what am I pretty good at inspiring my kids about and, and having them, you know, love learning about something. I think one of them is nature for me. Yeah. Because they see me. I'm, I'm a big um, wildlife kind of person. I, I like, well, not just wildlife, but, you know, we've had lots of pets over the years um, I talk about bugs, I talk about animals and trees, plants, whatever it is, because I'm really interested in those things. Mm-hmm. And all of our kids, um, like Logan has a, a bug book, that he, drawings of bugs that he's got, and, and birds, and uh, different animals like that. They, they all like going outside and, and finding you know, pointing out the different birds that they know or the squirrels or, or different plants. They like to find, right. you know, um, plants that they might be able to eat and things like that. Right. Um, and that's just because they see me being excited about that. Right. And simple. it comes up naturally yeah. in your day because you've studied it, you know it, yeah. you know, and you're excited about it. It's just so easy to share that knowledge. Yeah, exactly. With your children. Exactly. And... You know, I, we're not all going to be great mentors on every subject. No, we're not. Um, and that's why I think it's important to, you know, as you go along, find other people who can be good mentors on whatever it might be. You know, if your kid wants to learn robotics later on or, or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. you need to find someone who's going to be able to to inspire them to really enjoy that subject um and and whatever that that might look like another one i've noticed for me is that i love to play the piano we don't have a piano (laughs) we don't even have one but i really enjoy playing the piano so whenever i we go over to jason's brother's house i play the piano while i'm there i go over there twice a week and I will play the piano while I'm there. Babysitting. Yeah, over I there. babysit over there. And I, I'll play the piano. And I just I enjoy it 
and I could sit there and just play and play and play. And most of the time, I do have time to play because the kids are all running around and playing and being super loud, but I have time (laughs) to play while they are playing. And my daughter, Liliana, who is six, just turned six, she loves it. She will come over, she'll sit with me, she'll like watch the notes I'm playing, she'll watch my fingers, and she has started to teach herself to play the piano, totally on her own. She asks me, can you write down some notes that I can learn? Can you write down a song that I could play? She's just asking me, and as she asks, I give it to her. And if she's not going to ask anymore, I'm not going to push it. I don't say, I never say, hey, do you want to sit down and practice today? I've never said that. Instead, I sit down and I play. And as soon as I'm sitting down and playing, within five minutes, she's going to come over to watch. She's Mm going to come over to listen. And after I'm done, she's going to play her songs. She keeps going. Yeah, she goes. She, She just does it on her own. And it's totally inspiration. She just sees that I love it. Because I do love it. I really enjoy playing. And she sees that I'm enjoying it, so she's enjoying it. And so when you've got four kids, sometimes that can be a frustrating thing. When you're actually, my my example uh, is the guitar. I'm trying to learn the guitar right now. And, you know, I sit down and start strumming a few notes. And immediately they are all just right there. Hey, can I do that? Can I try? I want to strum it, you know, and I'm like, okay, uh, I, I want them to be able to do this, but right. I'm like, I need time to do this. I need right. time to practice or I'm never going to get any better. So like I, I got a, you know, I, I used to get a little bit frustrated and then I realized, man, I, I need to make sure that they, you know, uh, can get inspired by this too. Right. And, you know, I just need to tell them though that I need my time. I need to be able to practice and then we'll go ahead and we'll show you guys some things too we'll let you we'll let you play some notes mm-hmm. or do whatever it is and they can't do a whole lot because the guitar's kind of tough for, for little kids yeah but um again it's just that seeing that i'm excited about something and you know eventually as they see more and more of that, they'll want to do it once they get older and right. more able to do that kind of thing. Right. Maybe we should get them a ukulele or something like that. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that might work a little bit better for them. But yeah, so this is, these are, I think those are pretty good examples of, you know, what that kind of looks like for right. inspiring your kids. I think there's a lot we could improve on ourselves, oh. but those are examples of things that I feel like we are doing well yeah and, and inspiration guys anyone who's listening to this that's that's kind of the point of this podcast that's one of the the points is as we go along and do this we're we're talking about these things and we're learning about this stuff as yeah, we go along yeah obviously <laughs> we are uh, not experts in any sort of way on this um but we're pretty good at we're doing research and trying our best to you know be inspired and to look for ways to help inspire our children one of the things that i said before we started the podcast was but our children aren't grown yet like (laughs) we need to wait until they're grown and then we can make all this stuff because then we can say look look what we did it worked high five yeah (laughs) no 
That's not how I right. did and, and that is a way that some people do it. I and that's it. okay. And I think for us, we decided we want to be able to bring you guys along on our journey with us. Mm-hmm. We want you guys to be there through our learning experiences. Because I think, you know, we'll have more in common with people who are in our similar situations. Right. You know, I think it's good to have someone who is that, you know, uh, example and the person who did it and was successful and is a wealth of information. Yeah. But it's, there's also something to be said about um, going through a similar experience with someone. Right. And, and being in the thick of it with them. Right. And that's kind of where we're at. We're not even in the middle of this. We're we're still in the beginnings. <laughs> Obviously, we're still having more kids. <laughs> so, yes. it's a journey. It really, really is. Um, Speaking of that, side note, mm-hmm. real quick. Mm-hmm. We got to do an ultrasound today. Oh, yeah, we did. And we got to see the baby's heartbeat. And yeah. everything looked great. And we were just so excited. So yeah. excited. The kids were all there, too. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. All the kids came. They got to see the the screen and the camera with the little thing. I'm like, can you see the heartbeat? Because it's like a grain of rice on the screen that is flickering. Flicker. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, they probably like, what am I looking at on this screen here? Like, no. There's the uterus. I gave Liliana the picture after. I'm like, do you want the picture? Look how cute. She's like, it's I can't even. I don't know what that is. is There's a blueberry. That's the size of the baby right now. By the way, it's a blueberry. But, anyway, that's a side note. Side Just wanted note. to let you know how things are going with the baby. <laughs> well, back on subject, I think that um, overall, whether you are homeschooling your child or not, what is it that your children are seeing? What, what is it they're seeing you do yeah. every day? Right. You know, and... and I think in the past I've done, you know, too many video games <laughs> or, or, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know that what is it that they're seeing us do every day mm-hmm. that we're interested in. Right. And it, it's something that you need to think about, right. I think frequently. Right. Like you and I don't watch TV during the day right. when the kids are awake we don't watch tv we don't and we try not to watch it every night either after the kids are in bed mm-hmm. because we want to have other things that we're doing and sometimes you just need it it's a hard yeah, day sometimes you gotta you're just, just sit tired down. and you're like I just, <laughs> my brain to like stop moving yeah. we just have streaming services like we have a couple of streaming services on the tv right we don't have cable or anything like that but i want the kids to see like my life isn't about the movies that are going on on the right. screen my life is about so much more outside of that and yeah. they if if they see me constantly needing that tv they're gonna constantly need that's that what they're TV. gonna want to do right absolutely right so it's about kind of evaluating yourself i can tell you that gets yourself. difficult in the middle of winter in minnesota yeah, it really does it we really are does. cooped up in the house, especially now that it's January. It's going to be, what, eight below tonight. And I think over the course of this week, it's not really going to warm up too much beyond yeah. that. So you got to get creative. <laughs> you got to figure stuff out in the yeah. winter because the kids can kind of go 
stir crazy in the house and we really just don't want them to be sitting on the electronics all day long because I feel like <laughs> it's pretty easy to see the evidence of you know how they are before and after they are on the yeah. electronics it's so different it's, it's like night and day in their crazy. behavior yeah um if there are things that they could be learning and, and having fun doing besides that I do really just I, I want that sometimes right. again you've just got to sit down and watch watch a movie especially right. if they're sick or something and like sometimes that. honestly the movies can teach them oh, things yeah. and there's TV shows and other things that you know that they like or they enjoy or mm-hmm. you know and that's okay just yeah. like for us that's okay that's Absolutely. all right sometimes but it is it is about you not them is about evaluating yourself they one of the things that Thomas Jefferson talks about is blank page mentoring and honestly you can you guys could read anything about these things on their books we're we'll not like post trying to steal some all their, their ideas no yeah <laughs> just we'll, discussing we'll post what in the done. notes what uh, where we've kind of gotten some of these right. ideas from because these are definitely coming from other people right. um, things that have inspired us right. so one of them is blank page mentoring and that is that you take a sheet of paper once a week about a child you write the child's name on top and for half hour you just think of everything that child might need anything that child might need and then how you could help that child so you just write all areas of their life physical mental emotional spiritual you just write down what they need and how you can provide that for that child and that never really looks like my child is struggling with math so my child needs to memorize math facts you know I need Mm. to sit down and make my child memorize math facts and instead it's my child is struggling with math I need my child to see me doing math you know, every day or four days a week, they need to see that I am doing math. My child needs to see me bringing it up in other conversation. Maybe that means my child needs to see me watch a documentary about math, or maybe that means my child needs to see me reach out to another person and ask for help in regards to my math. My child needs to see that this is something important to me and it will follow that it will be important to the child that doesn't mean you're ignoring the child because every week you sit down and you write this down what does my child need this week and Mm -hmm. how can I help inspire that how can I help provide that and sometimes especially as they get older there's a big difference between how you're inspiring a seven-year-old and how you're inspiring a 17-year-old so especially as they get older sometimes it means my child needs to memorize this and I need to help my child memorize this. My child needs me to have them write a biography or have them write something that I then need to give feedback on how it's written and what they can improve on. It's a big difference, big, big difference. But again, it's all about inspiration. And as they are raised in this environment where they are inspired and they are interested in learning, learning becomes more natural as they're older learning is a part of who they are it's a part of their family environment it's a part of it's just everything about them is learning yeah that's the hope that's the goal that's the goal (laughs) we need to you know work our way towards that 
and 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 that's as we've talked about a little bit in the I think the last episode we talked about like the different phases of learning mm-hmm. just briefly. Um, right now we're focusing on the core values of our kids because they're young, and with that foundation, later on, hopefully they'll be able to you know we'll be able to inspire them um, to you know, have one of those values be uh, work ethic and uh, that love of learning. So, well, we've covered a lot here. Um, hopefully we've kind of stayed on one topic. I think we've meandered a little bit, <laughs> but that's okay. okay. Um, this, is, this is all really interesting information for us. We really like talking about it. And well, for one, because you know we're we're trying to apply this in our in our lives, mm-hmm. in our kids' lives, and um, we're you know if anyone has any questions on this or the comments or additional information, um, things that you you'd like us to look into a little bit more, please let us know. Right. Um, again, we'll we'll post all all our info in the show notes and. Um, you know, going forward, we really just want to have conversation. Right. And so. like we said before, we are not the experts. <laughs> and we are willing to answer questions and help you guys out. But if you have inspiration for us or ideas for us. Please. Let us know. Let us know. Yeah. And one of the things that we are going to be doing is reviewing books. So again, if you have book ideas or whatever else, send them our Absolutely. That'll be an exciting thing. I'm excited to start doing that. Yeah. We're going to be reading a lot of books. A lot of books this year. A lot of books. Interesting factoid, random fact of information. We looked up on the internet, like what the average uh, American reads, like how many books they read per year. And I think it was was less than 12. Right. Which is nuts. Um, And the the article I I read actually like was saying that that was a, a good number. Like Americans like reading, and I'm like, twelve books per year? That's nothing. I know so many people who don't read any books a year. It's crazy. No books. I I have I have an Audible account. Um, I have 162 books on that now. Yeah, and those you do have a lot. <laughs> those books get read. Like multiple times, most of those books I have gone through two or three times. Some some of them more, because I'm just constantly listening to a book. Yeah, some of them once. Some like of them it once. Wasn't great. Occasionally, <laughs> occasionally. But I try not to get books that you know might not be great. great. I like to I like to great. read the reviews and everything like that ahead of time. Most of the books I have on there I really do like. So I don't know. Um, we're going to be reading a lot of books this year, mm-hmm. and talking about them here. Uh, obviously, we're we're trying to expand our knowledge and our, our base, uh, you know, of information. So um, again, you not them. <laughs> yes, exactly. We're trying to read a lot, and we're getting into the classics. Um, yeah. And you know, a lot of those books that have those core values that we're trying to inspire our kids to have. Right. So we'll be talking more about that. But thanks for being here. Thanks for being here today, guys. We really appreciate you guys listening in. If you liked what you heard, go ahead and share it with your friends. Yeah, leave us a good review. Send us an email if you have any questions. Um, we're here to talk. 
Thank you. See ya. Bye.